podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. Late Tea Time Podders out there. We're back again. I am James, and I'm joined, I'm delighted to say, by Matt Cooper, who was fantastic last week. Matt Cooper came on, and oh, no, he's back. It's the Tyndall's back. Hello, Mr. T. Hello, yes. Matt did very well. Well done to Matt. Um, If we're going to get rid of anyone from this podcast, I think it could be you. (laughs) Well, that, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. We'll bring Matt on. He can do. He can. He can do a double act with him. He yeah. did. He, 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 considering that that was his first um, appearance, he a spoke very well, far better than you. Yeah. He, um, he, B he had a fifty percent success rate with the, the bets he put up, far better than you. So why are you here still? I don't know. It's a question I always ask myself. <laughs> Let's just get Matt to do it solo. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're watching, Matt, thank you very much for last week for stepping in. Hopefully you enjoyed your holiday, DT. Yes, I went to Paris. It was lovely. You were watching, looking at the Mona Lisa when I saw you on Facebook, but uh, with a big, a big bloke's head in the way. Always the case. Wherever you go, there's always a big fella stood right in front of you. So I got a picture just to mark the occasion of the eight-foot man that was blocking my view. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. Um Seeing as I like it, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. You can fight back this week because we have uh, action both stateside and in Europe. And we're going to start off in the US of A. Um, The Tour Championship is uh, to be played there. And uh, Scotty Scheffler is the favourite. He's 9-4. to Patrick Cantlay, 4-1. to You've got Xander Schaffele in there at 13-2 to with Rory McIlroy, 9s. Um, John Rahm's 14s, Tony Finau is 20s, and the rest are obviously bigger. You were reminding me, DT, just before we uh, pressed record or broadcast or whatever it is, um, that it's a rather peculiar scoring system, which I half remember from last year, but fill me in again. Yeah, it's it's a staggered start. So the, the leader in the FedEx Cup rankings as a start, which seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Because like the best player this season... Uh, is given stroke. So the last one, they should flip it, although it would be unfair, wouldn't it? So Scotty Scheffler, who leads the FedEx Cup ranking, starts the tournament two shots clear of everyone else. Patrick Cantley, so he starts at minus 10. Patrick Cantley at minus 8. Now, there should have been Will Zalatoris at minus 7, but he's pulled out. He's got an injury, so he's not there. Then we drop to Xander Schaffelet in third at minus 6. So that's four behind Scotty Scheffler, then Sam Burns at minus five, and then down at Rory's at minus four, by the way, with Cameron Smith, Finau, Sung Jaim, and Sepp Stracker, um, and so on and so on. So I, 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 can see, I can see your thought process in that if you actually started them off in reverse order, it would be a bit fairer because they'd all meet on the 18th level. Well, I don't in, think it'd be, in, yeah, I don't think it'd be fair. Effect, I think it'd be vastly unfair, but it would make a more interesting viewing. After after a season's efforts, it would be a little bit unfair on the ones that have done well, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it would it would be uh, as a viewer, you would think, wow, this is interesting. It's like on the um, I said this before, like on the Krypton factor. Do you remember that? Mm. So like the leader would have to mm. kind of 
get penalised. So it would be like a sort of handicap and everyone would, in theory, finish at the same time. But yeah, um, they've asked a number of players in the press conferences this week, is it fair or is this a good system? And most of them have gone, nah. <laughs> so, But they've also said we can't really think of another better way. I've heard a few people say... Did Scotty Scheffler say, nah, or was he happy that he's he's leading? Yeah, he, was, he said he's never had this before in his career, uh, but he'll take it, as you would. Um, I've seen a few people say match play might be the way to go. So this 30-man field, maybe add two more in. Hmm. You can have match play, which could be something to think about in the future. But at the moment, you kind of, you're kind of thinking... It's between the top four or five. Like someone like KH Lee, JT Poston, Aaron Wise start at even par. I mean, how are they going to give 10 shots to Scotty Scheffler? This is staffed. I seem to remember when we talked about it last year that we we eliminated, like you just said there, people right down the bottom end. But I, I seem to remember you still looked kind of midway to see if anybody could come on the charge. Is there anybody potentially from a few shots back that might feature well the, the other the other thing that punters have got going for them this week you there's, there's almost two mark well there is two markets there's two ways of looking at this you can just see who comes out on top with the staggered start or you can bet it as you would a normal event and just back x player to shoot the lowest 72 yeah. hole score so last year kevin nah was joint lowest score and he'd started at minus two so he was never going to win the fedex cup but there was still a chance he could shoot the lowest score, and he did, along with with John Rahm. And I guess with that, the kind of some of the psychology there, he he played without pressure really because he he wasn't going to win, so he could almost sort of, you know, it's not like it. Imagine trying to imagine if you were really one shot clear, like in the actual whole tournament itself. That's very different to being one shot clear on some race that doesn't really count. Yeah. So from a betting point of view, it, it probably does help those further down. Um, so that that's certainly one way to play it. I mean, you'd imagine it frees some of them up to just have a bit of a swing and see how how close they can get, doesn't it? And that might actually increase their scoring or decrease their scoring, rather. Yeah, I say that that's the that's one way to look at it. As it happens, though, I'm going to play the actual who wins the who wins the whole lot thing market. Okay, the FedEx Cup. Because, um, well, yeah, Scotty Sheffield obviously is the favourite. Cantlay won it last year as the favourite. Cantlay almost sort of proved that the, the kind of the fall down of such a uh, um, of such a system because he just he had a lead and he just kept it. He just sort of patted, yeah. kept everyone at bay, and it was like not a very good spectacle, really. And he was playing um, really well at the time, wasn't he? So he, he was, never he was looked down. Great. Right? Yeah, so no one could get in a blow. So it was, it was all a bit of a slight anti anti climax, to be honest. <clears throat> and then with Scheffler leading, it's like oh. so. I've I've had a look as well as you know. You can already you can roll out all these at even par minus one minus two. Say so, then you can eliminate it further by if you go to bet three six five. They've got a market without Scheffler, so you just remove okay. him. So in effect, then Patrick Cantley is your leader at minus eight. Doesn't matter what Scheffler does, good, bad, or indifferent. So the player I'm going to back is Xander Schaffele. Okay. In the market, that's the outright 
market without Scotty Scheffler. Now he's nine to two to win that. Um, just stretching over to press my mouse. So he's nine to two, Scheffler. <laughs> was that you? It's <laughs> a mouse. Oh, yes. You were, I thought it was like a truck outside, like an Amazon delivery. <laughs> I am expecting something. Um, so Shafley, he's he's superb on this course. He's he's won the event before when it was, uh, you know, a normal system without the staggered start. And he also he's also shot the lowest seventy two L score before. So it's a course that suits him. They, they actually asked Patrick Cantley in the. Um, one interview I hadn't done his research and says, You're you've played really well here before, haven't you? And he went, I think you're thinking of Xander Shaffle. <laughs> uh, and the guy should have been thinking of Xander Shaffle. Those two are good mates, so I don't know, whatever confusion took place. But I don't know how important this is. But Shaffle and Cantley had a little practice game against T- Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth yesterday. Shaffle and Cantley won. It's you know, it's it's a little something else just on top of <laughs> Just as an aside, does Spieth and um, Thomas actually share the same house and bed and live together? Because they are seem inseparable yes. on the tour, don't they? Yes. Well, I, as I'm I don't know wise, wake up in the morning and get the I don't know if they to sleep it. like Laurel and Hardy together yeah. like that, um, <laughs> with their hats on and woolly socks. But um, you'd imagine yeah. they have two beds. Yeah, they, but they have their. Um, they have. There's a lot of. You know these parents that then come out in like international the um, in the Presidents Cup when they play the internationals or the Ryder Cup, and Cantley and Shaffley is a kind of absolute stellar pairing. Um, so it could be that they end up playing together. But Shaffley, at the minute, he's the he's the course expert, and he's also had a fantastic summer. He won the Travellers, he won the Scottish Open, he was fifteenth in the Open Championship, he was third last week. So he's had. From a guy who's struggling to win, he's had a, a fantastic summer. He's brilliant in these limited field events for whatever reason. They seem to suit him. Uh, maybe it just sort of whittles it down and gives him a focus uh, that maybe he doesn't get when there's everyone around him. Uh, so he's the one, yeah. So if you eliminate Scheffler, that takes another kind of barrier away. And suddenly the pathway seems quite clear for him to, to go and I get the win and nine to two. So he'll Cantley will start at minus eight, Shaffle uh, at minus six. So yeah, and obviously others could come past him from behind. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a tough old nut to crack, Sander Shaffle this week, and I'm happy to play that nine to two without Shaffle. So without Scotty Shaffle, Cantley is leading at minus eight, but Shaffle is there at. Six under nine to two, which bizarrely is the um, same price as the bet that Matt won last week. So this it literally is a head to head as we go through uh, the uh, weekend's uh, golf. This is late tea time, the golf betting podcast. Um, let's move across, shall we? Back into the um, into Europe, and I'll uh, come across on my screens as well, so I get the right prices up for this one. But it's the European Masters um, being played as well at the same time. Um, I'll give you the uh, top end of the uh, markets for this one. And you've got Ryan Fox in there leading the uh, field at 18 under. Adrian Moronk is in there at 22. You've got Rasmus Huygards, who we spoke about the Huygards quite a lot, haven't we, on this podcast, 28 to 1. Robert McIntyre, who we've also mentioned a few times, 30 to 1. Richard Mansell's 33s, as is Thriston Lawrence and Adri Anus. Um, 
Your pronunciation is getting better, isn't it? As we go, oh, on. you have to be careful with the Arnus one, don't you? Mm, yeah, but um, how are we saying this one? Well, <laughs> he says, getting, getting away from his pronunciation. How are we saying yeah, this one? There's, there's a problem this week. It's one of the most, it's probably the, the most picturesque course on the DP World Tour, if not anywhere in golf. And a lot of the players absolutely love this because it's set up in the Swiss Alps, high in the mountains, beautiful scenery. Unfortunately, that scenery will take a bit of a hammering by the weather this week. Oh, so, is it going to be bad? Yeah, so you've got thunderstorms predicted for uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, which kind of puts a bit of a, a dampener, literally, uh, on on proceedings. So it makes it hard to pick. But With, If they're but, bad thunderstorms, it could actually delay it quite significantly because yeah. they don't play in the uh, thunder and lightning, do they? No, so, I mean, the high up in the mountains, you, know, you, know, you don't want to... No risks will be taken. So it's so what what I've decided is that there is one good day of action and quite handily it's the Thursday. So I'm gonna look at the first round leader market when everything is nice and set fair and the sun is shining and the views are spectacular. Um so a couple have come to attention uh, today, which is the whole point of this podcast. So they've interviewed uh, Ryan Fox, you mentioned there, as the market leader. Uh, now, he is – I wasn't quite what, – what was his outright price? We've still got that. It wasn't it – I've quite, changed the first round leader. He's 35 to 1 to be first round leader. Yeah, but what what was he for outright? Well, was, you're asking me to actually work on this podcast. That's the first. I don't think we'd have the wherewithal to change page. So 18, 18 to 1 he is. Yeah, he's eight, to 18 to 1 doesn't really appeal. I mean, he's, he's got a ninth here, so that's good. Do you want me to he, dance for you as well? He, say again? Do you want me to dance for you as well? Anything else you want me to do? No. Just do <laughs> job. Rest of the lip, boy. Um, <laughs> and then, so 18 to 1 outright, whatever. It's sort of all right. He's the best player in the field, you'd say. But first round leader market, as you've touched on there, he's double the price, isn't he? 35 to 1. Mm. And he's got a better strike rate. Ryan Fox has been the first round leader three times in his last 13 starts. Ooh. How good is that? That's tremendous stuff, isn't it? He's just a player who can burst from the traps. Now, in lovely, glorious weather, this is the chance to do it. And then they've interviewed him today as well. And he just said a couple of things that made me extra keen for that. He said um, one of the the reason why he's played better this year, he says his putting has come on a lot. He used to be sort of outside the top 100. Now he's in around 50th. Because he's a New Zealander, in COVID times, he he had real trouble getting home, obviously. Yeah. He said that affected him, but he said that's all gone now. And for the first time, he's got his wife. His wife normally comes with him there, but he's got his daughter there as well. So he says it's a nice family occasion. So a nice, informed, relaxed Ryan Fox and master at coming out of the traps fast. I just thought that 35 to 1. He gets seven places with Boyle Sports, I think. Uh, that's the best. Not only it's the best price, it's the best each way terms as well. So he can go out there and blast a really low one on Thursday and yeah. then shelter with his family from the yes. thunder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, he can uh, protect them uh, from from all the grim stuff. But yeah, so hopefully he can make hay while the sun shines. I like that. I like that a lot. So we've got uh, two there. Is there anything else that you want to get off your chest yeah. before we... Are you so only got other... one more of you? Oh. Well, the, yeah, the other one in this event, Sebastian Soderberg, he's he's done the DP World Tours player blog, player blog, 
play a blog. I've got rain on the mind. Play a blog this week uh, because he won this a couple of years ago. And, yeah, it kind of jogged my memory. I, you know, golf moves so fast and event to event. But it reminded me it was a, it was a five-man playoff when he won it. And one of those players was Rory McIlroy. So to, to, to beat him in a playoff, I mean, that gives him an extra, that sort of chest out, extra spring in his step for playing this event. Now, he's a, certainly consistency isn't his thing, let's put it that way. So he, he blows hot and cold. But one of his other wins, um, I noticed, um, came at the, uh, still a strange name for a golf club, Karen, Karen Golf Club. Okay. Um, which has a different meaning these days, isn't it? Karen, my children tell me. Um, so I don't know because I'm not a child. Right. Um, but, I'm, I'm going to have to Google that afterwards. You have children. Uh, but it's a bit grown up, more than me. But um, Karen Golf Club, and you might know this as a cricket fan, it, it's in Nairobi uh, in Kenya. Yeah. It was in Kenya. It's um, at altitude. So it's about eight, 1,800 metres above sea level. Mm. So he's won that. He's won this up in the mountains. This is a guy who clearly likes playing in the rarefied uh, air where you have to pull different clubs and the, the air's a bit thinner. So he loves it up on a hill, doesn't he? He loves it being high up. It, it unlike, make... me, unlike me in um, the Eiffel Tower last week when I, I had my oh, attack of... I usually take the mickey out of you, but I would never take the mickey out of you on that because I've got a fear of heights too. Have you? What's yeah. yours then? How does it manifest? What? How does? I, you... I don't get the urge to jump. I can't understand okay. anybody that says that. Well, I just yeah. want to cling on to things and stay away from the edge. I got a fear of falling rather than an urge to jump. I think it's just that devil saying I could jump here and just. I know, it's it's a similar thing when you're yeah, very strange you're doing... man. Saying you're doing a boat trip, and you, which we did actually, we went along the Seine. But say in Paris, say you're doing a boat trip. So it's just a little voice. I do sound a bit mad saying I could just throw my phone in the sea, and you. <laughs> you could, couldn't you? You could. It's a, it's an option that you could take. There's, there's lots of things you can do. But you get arrested for most of them. Oh no, but yeah, but it's, I'll maybe say a, a more a less dramatic one. You go to the theatre, and I did go to the theatre as well. He's all, I went to see Hamilton. Go and see that, everybody. What a show! Yeah. But in the theatre, when I was a sixth former, I used to go and watch Shakespeare, and I didn't have a clue what was going on. Not a Scooby Doo. It was just absolutely baffling. So I got the urge to shout out, "This is rubbish!" or some or ruder words than that. And did you? Because you know it's all silent, and you shouldn't. And did you ever do it? No, I just talked about doing it. So you just repressed, don't you? Well, it's it's there is a I think there's a website called fighttheurge.com. It's just <laughs> I never do these things, but it's just the, the possibilities are there, aren't they, to do? Yeah, well the, plenty of people make up for it in golf with get in the hole and all those kind of strange things they shout on the uh, first tee and what have you as uh, people get underway. This is Late Tea Time, the last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall. Back to the rarefied atmosphere yeah, of the yeah. cricket, Joburg, the yes. ground there yeah, is at altitude yeah. and they've had some big scores there because the ball flies further. 
Yeah. You know, he hit, he hit a, a shot that might be on any other grounds at normal um, levels, caught on the boundary edge, sails into the crowd instead. So you get uh, value for your shots in yeah, there. Yeah, and that's that's the thing with golf. Because it flies further, you've got to judge it. So some yeah. players, they're kind of being told it, but they find it hard to adjust. But clearly Soderberg has won twice at altitude. Uh, so to cut to the point and stop talking about me jumping off buildings, um <laughs> It's only, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very content in life, just to say. I, it's, it's a little silly urge. When um, Matt Cooper's back on next week, and you'll do <laughs> yeah, I'll, never, I'll never do it, but I'll, I'll always have the thought that I could do that if I wanted, but I won't. Um, where were we? You're going to give me your bet, which is the yeah. purpose of this podcast. Yeah. So um, it's a therapy session about have, have me. Have the urge to shout your bet out now. Yeah. So Sebastian Soderberg, yeah, I just think he's got that, we don't know how it's going to pan out over the four days because of the weather, but on day one, he can immediately click into that ability to play at altitude, choose different clubs, be happy hitting them and trusting his yardage. He's 80 to one, the first round leader. Yeah. 80 to one, seven places with sky bet. Yeah. He, he said, um, yeah. When he won, he said um, he putted well. And if you, if you look at week to week, he's putting some players are sort of their average average at, He's either really good or terrible. Yeah. So the fact that he was terrible maybe last time, it shouldn't put you off because it a bit like your mate Colin Morikawa, he can suddenly spike and suddenly yeah. he holds the putts and then he keeps on holding them. So I'm just hoping if he has um, a good putting week to, to go the rest of his game or his iron play, which looks in good shape, he can do us a, a Thursday favour at 80-1. to 1. I'm going, to, I'm going to do something for you now, Dave Tindall. I'm going to read through your best bets just to sum them up at the end of this podcast. And if you feel the urge to say, shut up, James, or throw something at me, go for it. Free those demons as I go well, through no, this. There's no jeopardy there, though. Is this like, there's no you've been allowed to now. consequence if I shouted. No, you've, you've been allowed to, haven't you? So it's, yeah, yeah. it kind of takes away. Well, yes, yeah, so be quiet, be quiet, be quiet now. Um, <laughs> the Tour Championship, we've got Xander Schaffle, the market without... Um, Scotty Scheffler, Sander Scheffler, he's 9-2 to win the Tour Championship in the European Masters. The first round leader market, Ryan Fox, he's double your money. He's double the price he is to win the whole thing. He's 35-1, to one, seven places with Boyle Sports to be top of the leaderboard come the end of the first 18 holes. And then Sebastian Soderberg, 80-1, to one, the master at altitude, 80-1, to one, seven places with Skybet to win the European Masters. Dave Tindall, go off and do something extraordinary. Go off and embarrass yourself somewhere. Just, by... just, just pull you up there. What did you say, the 80-1? to 1? Were you reading the outright or the first-round leader there? 80-1 to 1 for Soderbergh was for the outright. No, I've said we're not doing him for the outright because of the weather. Are we going first-round leader? Yeah. You I see, you, you did jump you in. You don't listen. You did. Well, I gave you the opportunity to jump in and say, shut up, Jones, and you've done it. I just thought I'd listen to you. So he's 80 to 1, seven places with Skybet for the first round leader, is he? No, he's 80 to 1, a first round leader with quite a few. I, I think you might get six places. Um, okay. Have you got that open? Um, you no. look at that. By the way, no. I'm, I'm sure that fellow, um, what do you call it that you don't like heights? What's the technical term? Vertigo. Vertigo. I'm sure there are other sufferers who will be listening to me and be nodding along that, yes, it's exactly what I think. Well, it's, it's, it's strange, isn't it, how we have the same fear. 80 to 1, by the way, five places with William Hill, 
six places with Unibet. Yeah, that's the best you can get. Six places. Oh, Unibet. Yeah. Yeah. Unibet or Betfred. 80 to 1 Sebastian Soderberg um, for first round leader. Yeah, strange we've got the same fear, and yet you have the urge to jump, and I have the urge to basically get as far away from the edge as possible. Hmm. I mean, as I've got, I think I've got both of those because I, I also think what if there was like a a massive gust of wind that could blow you over yeah. or say there's a crowd and like three people and you knocked each other down like skittles and I was on the end and I end up <laughs> you, I launched off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's bizarre because I'm okay if I can hold on to something I think is solid. If I'm right. high up, but I'm holding on to something I know isn't going to give, then I'm I feel vaguely okay. But if I'm totally free of anything, then that's when I feel like I'm I'm vulnerable. The, so yeah, yeah. So the other um, the other little element I really like flying. I'm I'm a really happy flyer because yeah, I, I know there's no way I can get out. So there's yeah. no urge. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's fine with flying as well. You yeah. see all these people that are um, clutching sick bags and looking mm. petrified. Oh, I love flying. I actually really enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> really, it's odd, yeah. isn't it? It's odd. Yeah. But anyway, so, so well, you can tune in next week for the uh, next edition of the Vertigo podcast with uh, James and Dave, and we'll throw in a bit of golf as well next week along the way too. So uh, enjoy the golf, everybody. Gamble responsibly. DT, as always, thank you. Thank you. And welcome I, I hope, hope, Hopefully people aren't now worried for Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but, is he going to be uh, all right? Is he, is he a bit mad? At Dave no. Tindall Golf, if you've got any suggestions for DT, yeah. or at, at Late Tea Time Pod, if you've got any suggestions for either of us, which I'll keep them, keep them friendly. And uh, we will see you again around about the same time next week. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. Podcast Network.